This is Behind the Cut with Christopher Grenland, the companion show to Not About Lumberjacks. Behind the Cut is an in-depth look at the latest episode of Not About Lumberjacks and likely contains spoilers of the most recent story. You've been warned. Second person, present tense point of view is strange to me. On one hand, I've been using it since 1979, when a friend introduced me to Dungeons and Dragons when I was 10. Using you, as in, you hear the sound of small wooden wheels rolling across damp cobbles. You trace the lonely sound to a hunched figure bundled in rags, pushing a rickety wooden cart through the fog, puts the players right there in the scene. For the game, it's second nature to me. But while I grew up in the time of choose-your-own-adventure books, known for their second-person point of view, I preferred reading the books my older sister, mom, and stepdad read instead of books written for me and my age at the time. I've never written a story using the point of view until writing the recent not-about-lumberjack story, Old Growth. Originally, the protagonist for Old Growth was going to be a female lumberjack trapped on the side of a mountain with some kind of creature. The story idea came to be when my wife told me she watched a TV show about the Ape Canyon Bigfoot attack on miners in 1924. It wasn't a big leap from miners under attack on Mount St. Helens to Something's attacking lumberjacks in an old-growth forest in the Pacific Northwest. Of course, I had to run with that. So, I made a female lumberjack and couldn't wait to get started. Along the way, though, I saw author John Green reading an excerpt from his latest novel in progress. It was written in second person. That's what I should do for old growth, I thought. Put the listener or reader right there like it's happening to them. Obviously, not about lumberjack stories are about things that mean something to me. Perhaps the biggest recurring theme is work-life balance or finding time for your dreams despite a world that makes many demands in opposition of those things. It's no secret that I'd rather do this show full-time than be a technical writer, but... Being a technical writer isn't so bad, especially when it allows me the security to write whatever I want here, with no regard to financial considerations. But I like to think not about lumberjack stories aren't preachy, even when they are a bit more focused on topics dear to me. Disguised or maybe not in September's story, Lakeview Estates, is commentary about the housing crisis in the United States. How even if one can afford a house, depending where they live, they now have to bid against multinational conglomerates running property management companies. And we all know who's going to win that battle. Old growth is an obvious statement about environmental destruction at the hands of humans, and probably as in your face as I'll ever get. 
And even then, I wanted the story to be more entertaining than anything. I don't think it was too heavy-handed. Choosing to use you instead of a character name worked with what I hoped to do with Old Growth before I even knew what it would really be about. I knew I wanted to rely on the sounds to create an experience, while of course being interesting enough for those who read not about lumberjack stories instead of listening. People love the sounds in rock biters, and I wanted to put in that kind of effort again. Knowing I wanted to put a little bit more than usual into the sounds of old growth, once I made that decision, opting for a second-person point of view only made sense. It's a story with a message, so the combination of sounds drawing you in and speaking directly to you, well, it seemed like it would carry more weight. At the very least, be a bit creepier since it's happening to you, and not just some random character. While Old Growth is the first second-person point-of-view story I've written, I've thought about using it in another episode I've not yet done. Around the time of the release of Godspeed Crazy Mike, I ordered a couple choose-your-own-adventure books for research. I was toying with the idea of a story about a father reading that kind of tale to his son, with some of the options resulting in a much stranger story. Maybe even releasing a separate PDF where you could be led through a story of your own choosing. But beyond that, I don't see writing other stories using that point of view. I have nothing against it, but when I mentioned it to Cynthia, she said, when you do the usual content advisory for old growth, you might want to mention it's a bit of a departure with the point of view. And she wasn't the only person who felt that way. For some people, it's jarring. Depending on what you read, though, second person is maybe not common, but also not uncommon. Sci-fi and fantasy use it to great effect. The third book in Jeff Vandermeer's Southern Reach trilogy, Acceptance, is written in second person. N.K. Jemisin's The Fifth Season shifts points of view in the same novel, and she uses second person in other works as well. But second person isn't reserved for only science fiction and fantasy. Jay McInerney's Bright Lights Big City addresses you directly, a so-called serious work in second person. In fact, some people argue that it's a novel for a generation, and since it takes place in the 80s, it makes sense to make it about you, because everything was about us then. When I set out to write Old Growth, I thought writing in second person would be as simple as replacing I or a character's name with you. And in many ways it was. As I worked on the story, though, Considering the point of view made me think about the protagonist and what they felt and saw a little bit more than usual. The story felt more personal than it would have had I chosen a third or first person point of view. It was easier to think about what I wanted listeners and readers to hear and feel. I usually write from my gut and I always do give thought to what I want people to feel, but still, 
Using Lakewood Estates as an example, I wanted you to feel for the characters and the situations they faced, but there's still a layer of separation when reading about characters you don't personally know. With Old Growth, I wanted the story to feel more personal, like it was happening to you. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to Not About Lumberjacks and Behind the Cut. Theme music for Behind the Cut is a tune called Reaper by Hrazen. Visit nolumberjacks.com for information about the music, the episodes, and voice talent. Also, for as little as a dollar a month, you can have access to a bigger behind-the-scenes look at Not About Lumberjacks on Patreon. Check out patreon.com slash cgrunland if that sounds like your kind of thing. And also, don't forget that right now I'm doing a t-shirt giveaway. You can find out more about that in the show notes of the actual story for Old Growth. In December, it's the annual Christmas episode. That means you get a handful of very short, short stories and a bigger story tied directly to the holiday season. Until next time, be mighty and keep your axes sharp. <laughs>